Welcome to the Vacationeers Theme Parks and More podcast. Join us as we discuss vacation planning, reporting, and reviews on vacations ranging from Disney and theme parks to cruising and beach getaways with everything in between. So grab your passport, a fast pass, and an umbrella drink because the show's about to begin. And now, without any further delay, here is your ghost host, Vacationeer Tom. Welcome to episode 176 of Vacationeers Theme Parks and More podcast. I'm your host, Tom, joined outside my panel of Ian and John Self. Are you guys ready to ride? Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Oh, yes, you are. This episode, we're riding <laughs> all the way to Busch Gardens, Williamsburg, and then we're going to make a little journey to SeaWorld Orlando to talk about Pipeline. But uh, before we get into the new Dark Coaster, Burgermeister's Hideaway, some food and wine stuff at Busch Gardens, Williamsburg, and of course, the Pipeline Surf Coaster at SeaWorld Orlando and some free beer. Let's talk about housekeeping. That's right. VacationersPodcast.com is live, and you can go to it and read interesting, uh, informative articles from the one and only Pastor John Self. So go there today. John's, John, what was your latest article that you uploaded? You probably don't even know, do you? Because you posted so many different I sites. Have, <laughs> I have no clue what the latest article is. Um, I'm assuming it's probably the update on Bush Gardens and free beer for pass holders. You get two free beers as pass holder and one for everyone else. Yes. Free beers back this summer at Bush gardens and SeaWorld, And it is glorious. In fact, I partook this morning or at 11 AM. So <laughs> I don't want to sound like an alcoholic at 11 AM when it started doing it. Uh, and I may tell you something, I was well, like the only person in line. I'm actually underselling it. This is the latest article on your site is for free beer promotion at Bush Gardens in Florida and Virginia. Oh, yes. Yeah, they do it in uh, both. Yes. So, Ian, you go get free beer, seven ounces. Boy, yeah. I will. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so, yeah, go to the – oh, so that's the website, so go there, please. Also, of course, the YouTube channel, uh, go there. This morning, as we're recording this, of course, this is on May 28th, I uh, just released the top five picks from Food and from Food and Wine Festival at Bush Gardens of Williamsburg. I'm assuming neither of you uh, have watched this yet, but I must say it's only like five minutes long. Not in the morning time, my busy Sunday morning time. I have not, no. Yes, yes. You should definitely check out. I took your advice, John. I slowed down. I left uh, some breathing room in between my sentences. So uh, hopefully uh, it's not. Uh, it doesn't linger too much. But like I said, I think it's all of literally five minutes long. These, these top five videos, I got to figure out how to – Add more content to them. Maybe do a top 20. I don't know. Tom, those conversations, those are supposed to be behind behind closed doors. People aren't supposed to know when I'm being critical of your videos <laughs> because I don't let you be critical of my blogs. Oh, no. I take any advice. I, I am uh, open <laughs> to all advice. If it uh, if it helps me out, uh, I, I have a very thick skin. It takes a lot to, uh, <laughs> to get under it. So. <laughs> Ian, uh, have you watched anything from the YouTube channel at all recently? Uh, no, I like caught a live stream or two, ah, but like other than that. Nice, nice. Yeah, yeah, I should definitely check out the live streams. Yeah, I do a live stream every Wednesday, so uh, well, it's usually Wednesdays. It'll definitely be Wednesday this week, too, so check that out. It's usually at Disney Park, but it's always been at Disney Park so far, so I don't know where I'm going to do this week. Um, I don't know. Uh, it's a short week for me. I have Monday off because of uh, Memorial Day. I took Friday off because I'm going to um, Key West. So, yeah, I don't know. It's very it's up in the air. Probably Epcot. I don't know. <laughs> I always like to go to Epcot, but that probably might... Epcot. Your default setting going to Epcot. Yeah, no, it's it's true. I, uh, this may devolve into just me going to Epcot every Wednesday. <laughs> we shall see. 
But uh, yeah, we, we had a dark coaster video uh, where we do that. Uh, we have a POV of that. Burgermeister's Hideaway. We talk about that and some ride POVs. So that's a fun video. Um, STK Steakhouse Happy Hour with the one and only John Self. We did the Happy Hour there. That was great. Uh, Tron POV. And this is all kinds of stuff. So go check all that stuff out. I need to get back to Universal and do another video. Uh, I know, John, you're planning on possibly coming down in June, so maybe we can uh, get something together and do some type of video for Universal. I feel like it's the redheaded stepchild. I, I never give it any love, so definitely got to get back there. You know, you could you could do a live stream at Universal. You know what? I think in uh, honor of you coming down again, we should do a live stream together. Yeah, you're right. Is uh. Is it good as far as the uh, the cellular cell the cellular? Uh, if we if we go to Universal Studios Florida, Island of Adventure has far weaker um, ah, signal. Okay. All right, maybe, maybe we will. That'd be cool. All right. Well, that's enough of housekeeping stuff. Now let's get right into it. Last weekend, oh, what was it? The middle of May, uh, Dark Coaster opened at Busch Gardens Williamsburg. So uh, Ian and I uh, went to the event. It was glorious. We got there about a half hour early before the park opening, which was 10 a.m. And the park opened exactly at 10 a.m., where we proceeded to uh, walk to the Dark Coaster. They only had one train running uh, at the time of park opening, which was uh, peculiar, (laughs) since the trains only hold 10 people. And that's if it's fully loaded. So if you're a single rider and you're going... Now, they did stop the train from dispersing, and they found a single rider for one row. And honestly, I don't know... the point it takes for you to find the single rider and get them seated and, you know, do all the checks if you're better off just, well, I mean, I guess with one car, you are better waiting and, and, and putting it in than having other cars sit if there were two, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> now I'm just rambling. But so we get onto the dark coaster and we get to ride it. Q basically is the same as dark castle. So it's basically the same thing. Um, Ian, would you like to have some thoughts about the coaster? <laughs> the coaster itself? The dark. Uh, I have some thoughts on it. <laughs> it's uh, it was underwhelming, greatly underwhelming. Yes, no, no, the coaster itself is fine. I mean, it's a, it's a family coaster, so you know it's not too extreme, but it's fun. It's got launches, and you go around. It's 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 all fine. But I think the problem was that we were just hoping somehow they you know honored dark dark castle. Uh, with a little bit of theming and um, yeah, it, it was rough. It, it, I mean, they had some lights and some flickering things. At one point, we go past these three, I believe, statues, which I'm not even sure what they are, and that they're kind of in the middle of the empty building, and they kind of just light up. And as soon as they did, I'm like, oh my lord, that is just awful. And I hear Ian just straight out laughing. <laughs> oh yeah okay this does not bode well for this part of the ride i don't know if they didn't do any testing with people like oh what did you think or ride with people to see it get their reactions for certain segments that segment was not meant to be cringe or laugh worthy so i I think they've been well served to have some people like oh yeah no that's that looks awful do something with it i don't know what you're gonna do with it just remove those weird things if nothing else because it looks like they literally went to spirit halloween bought three standing things, set them up in the middle of the empty building and threw some lights on them that uh, they light up when you go by. It just looks super cheesy. Now, as far as the rest of it goes, you know, they had the, you know, the, I guess the flat surfaces that lit up and stuff. And those, that looks fine. 
the, the, pr- the biggest problem I had was the, the whole gimmick is that you go through the, the track twice. So you, you leave, you go through the circuit, and when you're coming back, instead of going back to the queue to you know load up new people, they have a split where you kind of bypass that and you go around through the same track again. So it makes you think, or at least it should make you think, that the track is double the length of what it actually is. The problem is it's so lit. It's lit up too much that you see what's going on. Like the whole illusion that, oh, my Lord, you know, this, this coaster is so long. Where is all the track? No, it's clear. It's very clear as to what's going on. Now, that's me knowing what the trick is, what the gimmick is. Now, maybe if someone, you know, a GP, uh, not a Thuzi, who was riding it for the first time, maybe they wouldn't notice. I, I think they would, but maybe they wouldn't. Maybe, maybe they're enthralled with the effects that are going on there. I go, oh. And the biggest problem is that the second time through, and again, this is through one ride, so it is possible that it wasn't functioning correctly, but the second time through, essentially they shut all the effects off. So you rode it, you rode the same track, but now there's quite literally zero theming as opposed to insignificant bad theming. <laughs> so I'm not sure which one's worth, worse, but yeah, we got off it and I was like, oof, that is rough. That is a rough ride. Now, again, it's a fine family coaster. I didn't even have my, I had my hopes checked, I felt like, for the ride too. Like I, I realized, okay, this is Bush Gardens. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I, I didn't expect a Universal or Disney type of dark ride experience inside that coaster, and somehow I still got, <laughs> I'm still underwhelmed. Yeah. With what they provided. <laughs> yeah, it looks like it was thrown together very uh, hastily. Like, like, hey, you have two months to 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 get this out, and this is the best they could do. Like, I just hope we get something because we didn't get like we got barely anything with Pantheon too. Theming, yeah, but Pantheon, I don't, I don't even care because it's such a good ride. I, I'll forego the theming if I'm gonna have a great time on it. <laughs> this, yeah, I don't know. This, this is tough because I, I don't know. I would wait 20 minutes, but I don't think I'd wait much more than that. I mean, maybe because it's also, new, I'd do a half hour. I don't. Know. I um, I did get out to KD and I rode New Grizzly. Ooh, how was that? It is. <laughs> New Grizzly is such a it is a crazy experience. Now they only they the, they just like the lift hill right the top that's the only thing they changed or what? No, they, they changed some of the they changed essentially like the first half of the ride. All right, so it's smoother then? Like it's not as bad. okay. So the first half of the ride is like super smooth. Like there is nothing wrong with it. Like it's like oh, really good. Yeah, yeah. Like it's perfect. And then. You just you can see there's a part where you just go back to the old track and then you oh then you go back you to suffer that. Uh, yeah. okay yeah that's a bummer I wonder why they I mean I don't know they just didn't do the whole thing I don't know if they did do the whole thing though that ride like would be as smooth as like a BNM like like yeah it, it could just be a good ride yeah oh man well there you go off the to... no, they were running one car operations though uh, yeah went on a Friday and. Just waiting, like, <laughs> you know that queue, right? Yes, yes, I do. Just, we were, we were waiting from inside of, like, the uh, the load station, and we waited still, like, like 40, 50 minutes. Oh, wow. Jeez. Luckily, though, I feel bad. We ditched uh, Philip and Caleb, because 
the people in front of us just said, no, do you want to go in front of us? And the people in front of them let us go in front of them. (laughs) So they were there for like 30 minutes. We had to go out of the park and get some stuff. So it was fine. Oh, man. Oh, well, that's awesome. All right. Yeah, I'll have to get up there and try Grizzly again. But yeah, as far as SeaWorld goes, or Busch Gardens, yeah, that coaster was was underwhelming. So, John, uh, don't feel too bad about... Not making it out to Bush Gardens. Yeah, that's that much. <laughs> to ride that one. <laughs> I, my only interjection from just the academic sitting in my ivory tower editing other people's reports. Yep. On um, Dark Coaster is reports that have come in since opening day. Of there are more effects working. I'm not saying the effects are better. Oh. They just had more. They just had more of them. Yeah. Yeah, I did. I did throw out the fact that we only rode it the one time, so it is possible we had a bad run through the second time around, or maybe even the first loop. Um, yeah. But I mean, there, there's no. no your just your description is good. The I don't think we're spoiling anything with Dark Coaster for anybody who's listening, who's a coaster, who's a coaster boy. The this section where you go through the mouth with the fog. Yeah. That apparently worked better after opening day. My confusion is. It had lots of days of preview days with annual pass holders, right? Yes. Yeah. It had the weekend prior. It was open. Yeah. And so I'm just confused why some things weren't working on opening day. If that's accurate. Yeah. Well, I can get into SeaWorld uh, this morning <laughs> too. <laughs> well, that I, that I know more about because I've, <laughs> I've been getting a lot more firsthand reports of that one. So, but uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, Dark Coaster overall. Uh, yeah. And, and the merch, um, I did find, so I did the video, the dark coaster YouTube video released it. And then I found the merch in my food and wine section. Like I segmented the different videos out I'm like, Oh man. So I may do a standalone merch video. I don't know, but, uh, the merch though. So Ian and I bought, um, dark castle t-shirts, a dark castle t-shirts. They were 34 99 a piece. And, uh, I was going to pay for that. Cause you know, dark castle is a classic dark ride. So I go up, I get rung out. Now, you know, I use my annual pass discount. And she's, uh, she says, she, she gives me a total, like $34 and change or whatever, like $36. I'm like, uh, here you go. I paid real quickly. Like, okay, just go, go, go. I thought for sure there's something wrong because each shirt was 30. That would have been the price for one shirt. And then when I looked at the receipt, sure enough, it, it said 34 and then slash uh, the like, cost and the price was 17 something each. So uh, I, you know. That's that's awesome. So yeah, I got two awesome uh, Dark Castle classic shirts for uh, seventeen dollars each. So hallelujah, that was that was really good. But yeah, Dark Castle or Dark Coaster. I mean, it's a good addition. It's an indoor coaster, so they need that for the winter months and when it's raining. So and it, it's a low. I don't know what the height requirement is, but I know it's a lower one. So eh, I mean, I, I think it's a good fit, especially after bringing Pantheon, which is you know, more extreme thrilling coaster. Now, when we were in the queue, uh, or no, no, we were walking to the coaster. There are people behind us who seem to be in the community and they're talking about RMC next year, like a ground up RMC, I guess, because they don't have a Woody. So I don't know, John, have you heard any rumors about such a thing? Because they they made it sound like that is the ongoing rumor. And I haven't, be honest with you, I haven't really kept up with Busch Gardens Williamsburg rumors. This would count as less than less than a rumor, whatever's less than a rumor. <laughs> okay. so, so, so there's some there's some credibility to it, but it's not just completely made up. So it's just above that level. Gotcha. 
Uh, we've been hearing for a while that in, starting in 2024, RMC is going to create a from the ground up coaster for one of the SeaWorld parks and entertainment parks. Really? Okay. Yes. Now, is now, it a your normal starting coaster? work on it in 2024 may mean it opens in 2027. Yes. But this is a normal, you know, uh, seated coaster, or is it one of their yes. single rails? We, we, or, uh... we are we are hearing we are hearing that RMC is going to do something. How do I say normal? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't yeah. have a better way to describe that. Yeah. Okay. So nothing out of the box or weird or new yeah. or prototypish. Okay. Mm. Well, there you go. Hey, man. Uh, Busch Gardens Williamsburg. If they get some type of RMC, wow, that park would have an incredible coaster lineup. That would that would be now again RMCs hurt me. I mean, it, it pains me to ride RMCs. It has hurt my legs, but man, they are they are thrilling. So eh, very interesting. All right, I think we. Uh, I know I know, yeah. I know we will get to this in a little while, but the more likely location is located closer to you. Work that's being done there currently. Well, it's not Tampa because obviously they have one, mm-hmm. so it'd have to be Sea Correct. Hmm. Where. Where is that work being done? Actually, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, as we're talking, I'm going through my reports on another, in, no. in a Slack in another site. Yeah. And there's some, there's work being done, but of course, I don't, I don't go to SeaWorld Orlando very often because I'm a food blogger, and so they don't invite me there very often for food stuff. Yeah. And so I, this description doesn't make any sense to me, and so I, I wouldn't want to say it on the podcast because yeah. there's yeah, so much sure. misinformation. Yeah. Well, okay. There you go. All right. Uh, yeah, we'll get into some SeaWorld stuff in a little bit. Uh, so that was Dark Coaster. Um, I don't think there's really much else to say about it. I, I mean, I know we're coming off poorly <laughs> reviewing it, but you know, it is what it is. Uh, I, I, it, it's it's not intended, even though I think it was marketed like it was. It clearly was not intended for. I'll use this term derogatorily because I'm one of them. It wasn't intended for Coaster Boys. Yeah. This was intended. This was intended to be more of a. This is where the whole family can join in, and we can do this. And we're trying to take an attraction that we've really just been running haunted houses through and other special events in, and we're trying to turn it back into a real attraction. My my whole thing is I wasn't expecting a thrilling coaster. I wanted a good dark ride experience, not a Disney or Universal level, but something that would pay homage to the the pre-existing attraction. I mean, how much would it, how hard would it, and again, you know, maybe the theme, I'm not even sure that you escaped the forest or I'm not sure what the theme is, but how hard it would have been just to take a couple of the lines from the pre-show and stuff from the old dark castle and throw them in while you're going through the ride. Like no, ter- what, what, what's some of those, what are some of the cheesy lines in? They're just so, it's just so great. Um, I can't remember. Like, and he just laughed. Huh. Now, that's probably not a good one, but there's so many little lines that you could throw in that, you know, the, the typical person may and may not realize it comes from the the old ride. But, you know, the, the real fans are like, oh, man. I mean, that they could have at least added in the you will never escape. Yeah. From the <laughs> end of something, the right? Just throw, just give us cool. something, you know, something like some Easter eggs from the old ride. I mean, I, I loved when they had that dark ride. It was so good, and I was so thrilled with it. And I just wanted a little piece of that back. And I, I just feel like they, I mean, it. I'd, I'd say for Bolton has better indoor theming, without a doubt, right? I mean, it, 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Verbolton is is much better inside. So I don't know. I think like they took took a step down rather than moving forward, which is never a good thing. <laughs> you know, you want to beat the last thing you did. So I'm not sure they did that. At least from what we saw. Again, if the effects were turned or better or working better, I mean, we'll have to go back. Ian, I'm sure you'll be on it before me again. So uh, definitely yeah. report back uh, what you find. But yeah, overall, it's a fine ride. I will tell you after after I uh, my pipeline review which one I prefer. But uh, you have to wait for that one. <laughs> All right, then we also did food and wine stuff. We got the sampler. Now, so the food and wine sampler card, they kind of changed it up. They all the SeaWorld parks, at least the ones I've visited, whether that be Busch Gardens Tampa, Busch Gardens Williamsburg, or SeaWorld Orlando, they do a X amount for, you know, X number for this amount. And if you're a pass holder, you get like three additional samples. So you kind of get more benefit for four. You don't get a discount, but you get more samples. Busch Gardens Williamsburg, there was none. You had 10 for X amount, 15 for the other amount, and that's it. The, the pass holders didn't get a discount and you didn't get free samples or additional samples. So that was a bit of a, a shock. Also, the price most certainly went up, right? Because it was uh, after tax, I think it was listed at like 85. Then after taxes and your, of course, you have to have your fee, whatever that stupid fee is. Uh, it was 99.07, I believe. So about $6.60 per sample is what the uh, what your sampler rate is. Now, unlike Busch Gardens Tampa and SeaWorld Orlando, where everything is absorbently priced to the point where it's laughable, like, oh, my Lord, for this little corn in the cob piece, you want what? How much was that, John? <laughs> I mean, it was stupid, right? It was like eight what, nine at bucks. What, C- at SeaWorld? Yeah. It was seven ninety nine. Seven ninety nine for one of those quarter corn in the cobs. I mean, it's, it's, the it's, same the same thing I got at Universal for six dollars with not even as good as seasoning. Yeah, it, it, they, they, they price it to the point where you have to buy a sampler. I say Busch Gardens Williamsburg is not that point. If you watch my video where I, we do the food and wine or actually oh that came out today as, as we're recording. If you watch that video, I show the menus of every place we ate except for for whatever reason, Australia, I did not have a video of that menu i'm not sure what happened there but things are priced in the fives and six i mean i don't think and and plus you get a discount so if you were to buy a single item you can use your annual pass discount to get the whatever percentage off so i'm not convinced that it is that those samplers are worth the money unless you're buying the top priced item at every section because there are plenty of things priced sub six dollars that if you go around and you just pick what you want to eat, if it doesn't happen to be the most expensive item, you're going to actually lose money on the sampler. Like you're going to pay more than what if you just paid out of pocket, especially since you do get the discount if you pay out of pocket. So, yeah, Bush Gardens and Bush Gardens Tampa and SeaWorld Orlando, 100%. The sampler is the only way you'd ever go through those events because the items are priced just stupid expensive. Bush Gardens Williamsburg is not that way yet. <laughs> uh, we'll wait and see what happens, but they're still reasonably priced. And maybe it's because the market, like they can't, like the locals just like, like, no, there's no way you can charge that much for an item. I don't know. Maybe that's what's curbing them from doing such a thing. But yeah, I, I think you probably, you might be better off just paying out of pocket and just going as you go <laughs> and grabbing your discount. But I'm not hundred percent sure about that. The food, 
Uh, it's about the same. They don't do a lot of changing with the food at Bush Gardens Williamsburg. They, I know they advertise 40 new um, uh, tastes or something. I don't know. That probably includes beverages. But a lot of the booths are pretty much the same thing. So uh, I did the top five this year. Next year, if I do a top five, it's going to be, you know, a war of attrition, right? Just picking what's left. You know, I'll have to pick different things, I guess, because there's not enough new stuff that, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's it's different than, like, SeaWorld Orlando. There, there are seven seas and stuff. Oh, my Lord. That, that, the new stuff they have that going through there is ridiculous. Now, they do, Bush Gardens Williamsburg does have a weekly uh, changing menu for, what booth is that, Ian? Do you remember? Uh, I think it was just a favorites booth. It's like a favorites think. booth, yeah. So every week they had different couple items, and I wanted the what did I want? Uh, some it was a it was like a pumpkin pumpkin something dessert. pumpkin, and we all know I uh, love me some pumpkin. And it wasn't the right week. I couldn't get it. <laughs> I was so bummed because that was going to be in my top five, 100%. Even before I, I even tasted it, I'm like, this is 100% going to be my top five, but uh, I was in the wrong week. That's right. All right, so uh, the food and wine, it's fine. It's a good event. Ian, what did you think of the food and wine? This is the first time you actually partake, partook in alcohol during the food and wine. What did you think? I thought it was really fun. I didn't pay for any of it. Yes. So, yeah. of course, I really, really enjoyed it. <laughs> it was cool. We got to try a bunch of different food and drinks. <laughs> oh, yeah, it, was, yeah. it was fun to be able to like ex- uh, do experience it, actually. Yeah, the whole thing with the the alcohol and the sample and the food and going and you know pairing them together and yeah, yeah no it's it, it's certainly I am meatball is good yeah then the meatball yes <laughs> I, uh, that's in my top five so you can watch that and uh, see it I, I don't remember where I placed it it's pretty high up like four or five I don't remember but what was the lamb up there the you lamb tell me which spot yeah I can't tell you where it is but the lamb is on there and it the lamb was John. The lamb chop was so good. I mean, ridiculously tasty. It just, it, it just, oh my lord! It, it was a party in your mouth. It was so good. Oh my lord, hundred percent. Oh, you should watch my video because you'll see uh, if it made it. I, I guarantee you, it's in the top two, but I will not tell you if it made number one or it made number two. You'll have to watch uh. the video again. You could watch it right now because the whole thing's like all of five minutes long. <laughs> It's not a long video. Uh, but yeah, the food and wine's fine. Um, after doing more events down here, I think it does suffer from, it's just not, you know, they don't they don't need to, I guess. They don't need to cycle things through as much. Just kind of like in Halloween as well. They they can kind of, they can rest on their laurels. But it's fine. It's, it's, it's their best food event. So, I mean, that's that's the best you get. And it is good. It's just, they don't, they don't change it up a lot, so. It's, it's good. And it, this is the 10th anniversary, which I didn't realize until I was actually getting the video together, and I saw it's the 10th year anniversary. So uh, congratulations. Cheers to you, food and wine at Busch Gardens, Williamsburg. Mm-hmm. All right, the other thing we have to talk about Busch Gardens, Williamsburg, is the Burgermeister's Hideaway. This is their unique speakeasy experience that started, was it last year or the year before? I, I don't remember. So it's fairly new. I don't know what the show times typically are for us. They had one one time at at 2 p.m., which I booked. It was $50 per person, and you get three cocktails. Well, you choose three cocktails, three beers, or three wines, I believe, 
uh, are your options. You, you go in, you, you, you check in, they give you a fake name, and then they bring you through like this candy shop. Uh, you have to go through this <laughs> secret door and you have to give them a password and you go in. And it's an hour-long experience, and they have uh, two brothers, well, two quote-unquote brothers, and uh, some backup characters. And, oh, man, it was an absolute blast. I mean, so much fun. It's just, it's such a unique, and again, I think we seem to hit it on the video. I think it maybe tops 20 people uh, per show or whatever you want to experience is not a lot. Ian, what are your uh, thoughts on Burgermeister's Hideaway? It was It was awesome. It was like it was nice to see something like cool and unique and like really worth doing at Bush Gardens. Yes. Yeah, I and actually recommend it. Like the, it was really fun. Yeah, and the the one uh, guy we actually interacted with before uh, we even did the show because we were sitting waiting for the two o'clock check in, and uh, <laughs> we were sitting there. And I had my universal hat on and he came out from the backstage to, you know, I guess go get ready for the show. And he said, I don't know what he said, like you're in the wrong park or something. So we, we had a, like a fun little uh, back and forth prior to <laughs> actually seeing that he's part of the show. So, yeah, that was fun. Yeah, it was really good. Uh, the cocktails, as far as the cocktail quality, I will say most certainly you're not paying $50 for the, the cocktails because they weren't they're not very good. I mean, they're fine. Uh, the first one didn't have much flavor. The second one was okay. It was more of like a soda or something. I don't remember. And the last one was okay as too. Of course, there's a bunch of sugar in them, but I don't know. Yeah, I, I just, I didn't feel like they were all that great and probably not worth the $50, but you're not paying $50 for the alcohol. You're paying for the show, for the experience. I will say what was worth the $50, the popcorn. Oh, my <laughs> Lord. That popcorn. Now, we, again, we were at the Food and Wine Festival sampling tastes or sampling food, and popcorn. That thing stood out the most. I mean, that was such. I don't know. It was it was very very flavorful. The popcorn was super good. In fact, our bowl, we ate the whole thing. Like our bowl was empty, and like other people, like they you know they just kind of nibbled on a couple pieces. Not me, not Ian and I. Maybe it was all me. I don't know if Ian how much you ate, but I ate. Uh, oh man, I just kept eating it. It was so good. I loved it. <laughs> it was good popcorn. <laughs> I wasn't as amazed as amazed as you were, but it was it was good popcorn. Yeah, no, it was very flavorful. I mean, it was just oh man, so good, and it really complemented the the beverages because they kind of lacked a little bit as far as unique flavors, and but the popcorn, man, it just was incredible. So good, oh man, yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, the show highly recommend. Definitely book in advance because it did sell out. Uh, and I don't know, normally, like, we're there on a Saturday, so I assume that would be the, like, they only had one showtime, so I assume that's the max, right? I mean, they're not, I mean, if it's not, if it's not doing two shows on a Saturday, then it's not going to do two shows ever, I wouldn't think. And I seriously doubt they do it during the week. It's probably only maybe Friday, Saturday, Sunday, but again, I don't, I don't know, but I would most certainly uh, book that sucker and do it. It's so unique. And I hope they can keep it up. I, I hope the uh, it doesn't follow the way of the uh, uh, Star Cruiser. <laughs> of course, this doesn't cost nearly as much as the Star Cruiser, but I, I hope this uh, unique uh, themed experience can uh, keep going year after year. And maybe even they can change it up a little bit, you know, change the storyline so uh, you can get people to come back. Because I would certainly, I mean, I'd go back the way it is now just because it was so fun. And there is a lot of interacting with the, the uh, participants. So it could be a completely different show you know, even with the same basic basic uh, 
theme behind what it's about. So uh, we won't spoil anything there. You're not allowed recording video, but you can take as many pictures and they uh, promote you taking as many pictures as you want. So in the video we do for Dark Hoster, we do talk about it and I do show some accompanying pictures. Uh, but yeah, such such a good time. Highly recommend the mur the yeah burger the burger meister hideaway. Oh, so good. All right, uh, John, do you have any questions about uh, Bush Gardens Williamsburg? Um, I think my only question was it that's the, the using the frame of reference we use theming on this Burgermeister event. Yep. Where would that fall in the world of SeaWorld, Universal, and Disney in terms of theming? Well, I mean, it's one little bar area, so I'd say it's 100% themed as much as as much as it could be themed. They have mm-hmm. uh, some interactive pictures. They have well, a interactive picture, kind of like you know mm-hmm. uh, Hagrid's or not Hagrid's, but whatever, whichever <laughs> Universal has the pictures that kind of come to life. They do that type of thing, right. um, and they have a bunch of cuckoo clocks that go off and uh, do stuff. So yeah, I, I I don't know. I mean, they have a little uh, fire. Oh, no. You know what? Yeah. They have a fake fire uh, pit thing or whatever it is. You know, fake. It's it's fake. You can tell it's a video. But they actually have real smoke coming out of the top of it. So, uh, you know, obviously it's just a video of the fire. So they have to be pushing actual smoke up like a smoke machine or something inside. So, yeah. I mean, they they spared no expense as far as theming the inside of the that place. In the front, the front facade is just a candy store, which doesn't have a lot going on. So you don't need a lot there because it, it's functionally doesn't do anything other than hide quote right. unquote the, the bar. So yeah. Uh, Ian, do you have any thoughts on that? I, I think it's as themed as they could. Pot- like, I don't think yeah. universal. I don't know what they could the, add. Yeah. I don't think they could up it. I mean, I guess I'm sure they could with just ridiculous stuff, but it'd be unnecessary. I mean, th- it does a very sufficient job at telling its story. And yeah, I don't feel like they cheaped out at all. Through the experience. There was nothing that I noticed during that uh, the time we were in there for the whole hour that I like saw and was like, oh, that looks cheap or that need that's not well themed or anything like that. And they took the picture. I mean, they took the time. There's a ton of pictures on the one wall, and they photoshopped the, the dude in a bunch of pictures. I mean, they took the time to theme this interior. I mean, again, the interior isn't very large. It seats maybe 20 people and has a bar, so I mean, it doesn't. There's not a lot of room, but for what they did, yeah, 100%. It's it's themed up to the nines. It's certainly worth your time, and you'll feel immersed in the experience, yeah, for sure. So, in other words, as much as you were underwhelmed by the theming of Dark Oster, this, this is the opposite end of the scale. 100%, yeah. yes. This was definitely the yin to the yang, or the yang to the yin, or however you want to say it. We, we have noticed that Universal, and they're really, Universal Lando, they're really, really good at it, but they have really bought into the speak easy concept because they discovered as long as you have people who act well enough, you can, you don't have to seam it out to make it look like, um, you know, galaxy's edge or Pandora or, or wizarding world. You just need to have enough stuff because you're trying to go with this image of, we don't want people to know about this place. Yes. So as long as, long as the staff or the ambassadors or the team members or the cast members, wherever you are, do their job, then this kind of thing can work really well. So are you saying that Universal is planning on doing something like this, or they have something like this? They do this all the time for special events. Oh, okay, so it's for special events. So the public can't just... Yeah. Okay, gotcha. Well, that's unfortunate. This is is one of their go-to moves. I wouldn't be surprised if you don't see some of that come September. Ah, all right. 
Speaking of September, Ian, when you come down for HHN, we should certainly uh, try to take the time to go and do the um, uh, escape room. Yeah, that'd be higher. Yeah. I think they're pretty expensive, though, but we could do one of them. That would be glorious. All right. Um, yeah, I think that's it for Bush Gardens, Williamsburg, then. So let's move on to Seaward Orlando. This very morning, I went to... Uh, today, we're recording on Sunday, May 28th. And Pipeline opened on Saturday, May 27th. So it's interesting that Bush Gardens, Williamsburg, opens their coaster on the Friday, and SeaWorld opens theirs on Saturday. You'd think SeaWorld being a vacation destination and being a vacation destination over Memorial Day weekend, they would, you know, premiere their coaster on Friday, but uh, they did so on a Saturday. So that's very uh, interesting. So uh, yesterday I couldn't make it, so this morning I figured Sunday morning would be a good day to go. Got there around uh, about a half hour. No, no, it was even more than a half hour. I'd say probably about 40, 40 minutes before the park opening, and there was a line of cars. I mean, there was a good <laughs> number of people, and this is a 9 o'clock opening. There is a good number of people trying to get into that park, you know, a good 40 minutes before it even opened. So I, I was kind of shocked at the number of people trying to get in because I thought I'd be the early bird. And, of course, I-4, the exit they have for SeaWorld, for whatever reason, they, they're doing construction or something on it. So you got to take the next exit and do kind of like circle around the park on the perimeter. It's a bit of a pain <laughs> trying to figure out how to get there. And leaving is no better because when I try to pull out of the exit, I want to make a left. They have stuff blocked off. I had to make a right, make a U-turn, ugh. I digress, but anyway, so I got there and I had my first nervous moment when we we're waiting outside to scan the passes. Uh, they played a national anthem as they're apt to do. And then they let start letting people in. So it's a little bit early, maybe 10 till 10, I suppose, or 10 till nine. And as they're going, the f- one family ahead of us, they were turned away. Then I thought, Oh Lord, cause Elena was with me and she has the cheapest pass or maybe, I don't know. I, I thought she had the cheapest pass, but the people ahead of me were turned away. And I thought, oh no, is this a blackout date? Because I, I think she has blackout dates, and Memorial Day weekend would be a blackout date. You know, that's That would be blacked out if you're going to be blacked out. So I thought, oh my Lord, Elena might not be able to get into the park today. <laughs> but they scanned her pass, and so they let her in. So I, I guess she's good. I, I don't know. <laughs> I, was, I was nervous there for a second. I thought, like, oh boy, she might not be able to get into the park. But... We get in uh, right, you know, a little before 10, and we go back to Pipeline. Another interesting thing about Pipeline is the morning rush. So as you go, so Pipeline's off to the side near the stadium. So the the way the people were going, the traffic, they're you know they're going uh, into SeaWorld, and if you follow SeaWorld, if you understand how SeaWorld's laid out, you can either once you get into the main entrance, you can either go kind of like veer left to go towards Manta and back that way, or you go right where you're going by the lake where it'll take you to, well, to the new pipeline coaster and uh, icebreaker and all that stuff. So we go right, and the people are going right through Flamecraft uh, Bar. So the Flamecraft Bar is off to the right side, and <laughs> the people are going right through the bar. I'm like, well, this can't be the normal like path to get to pipeline because – that doesn't make any sense to go through the bar. Now, as I was leaving, I noticed, I realized there was a path beyond the bar. Like if we would have, instead of making the right to go through the bar, if we would have stepped like seven more feet, we could have made a right to go on the path. But that's a distance too far for people trying to rope drop pipeline. <laughs> so they got to take the shortest path possible, like running water down a, down a mountain. It's going the shortest path. doesn't matter if it's intended or not. 
So we, we went through the bar and we uh, get in. Of course, I did my fanny pack trick and I, or my man pack or whatever I call it. So if you have a sling bag, they will force you to get a locker. All, all SeaWorld Entertainment Parks do the same thing. I, probably Universal may be the same. I don't know. And Disney, well, Disney doesn't care. You can bring anything you want at Disney ride. But the, if you have a sling back around your shoulder, oh, you have to get a locker. As soon as I put it around my waist and turn it into a quote-unquote fanny pack, all bets are off. I can walk right on. Not a problem. So I did that. Uh, we got through. Uh, we are probably in the first, I don't know, 100 people into the queue. And all morning, mind, mind, mind you, all morning, because Pipeline's right next to the parking. So it's, it was running all morning as we waited outside the park, as we walked to the the pipeline coaster, as we waited into the queue of the pipeline coaster until 10 o'clock, because like I said, they let us in a little early, so they didn't open any of the rides till 10. So they're cycling, 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 and then they started letting like cat or team members on. So a team member would be in the front seat, and maybe another team member in the back seat. They'd, they'd cycle through. Then uh, it looked like just regular, like I don't know, maybe friends and family. I don't, I'm not sure. So the couple coasters went with like maybe one or two people on the coasters. Then it was time to open. They, they load up the first car, it goes in, it, it pulls out, and it's getting ready to launch, and it goes down. <laughs> it's out. I mean, literally, this coaster's been going nonstop for the last half hour, minimum. And as soon as they throw people on it, it freaking stops. And then they, they played around, I don't know, for like 20 minutes. They had it, uh, they backed it up, and then they, they launched it. So the, the first car got to go through the coaster, and then they shut it down again. They say, oh, we're under, you know, it's a blah, blah, blah. We can't load. So then we waited another, I don't know how long. Now, mind you, the people on that first car are the luckiest people in the entire park because they got to ride Pipeline, and now they're released into the park to ride all the other coasters when everybody else is stuck waiting for a ride or a coaster that's down. Like, there's that line was ridiculous when we got off it. So if you're on that first train, you know, good on you. I'm sure you got to ride every coaster with no wait. So uh, it waited another like 20 minutes. I, I think it was nine. It was after 9:30 before like they're like, hey, we're open up again, and then they started running the car. So it wasn't too long, but it was long enough. You're like, oh boy. So we finally get on. I get back row. Uh, you know, they just you know, they they tell you where to go, and I was I wasn't going to suggest front, or I wasn't going to wait for front. I was like, I'll go in the back because naturally that was our our seat. Like you go 12. Like oh, perfect. So we're in the back. Let me tell you something, guys. Wow. What now? Again, it, it's it's not like Mako where you're like, oh my lord, this is this is so thrilling and awesome. But it is a fun, fun coaster. There is no pain. This is not your your daddy's stand-up coaster. It is so glorious. Oh, it, you get airtime and your feet come off the ground like you're floating. <laughs> it's so it is so much fun and it's it's longer than I thought it was. I. I don't know. We just kept going. I thought, okay, well, this is it. Nope. We, get, we go into another turn, another bank, another airtime hill. Oh, man. It was so, so fun. I had, and again, I only wrote it one time, but it was so, and another thing about, let's talk about theming. As you go through it, there's sand along it. Of course, they're playing the beach music. They have sand flags up. It, it felt, I felt like I was at a water park, and I wanted to go to a water park. Oh, my Lord, I need to go to a water park because I have the water park vibe going on. And as you go up, even though you can't, you know, take book bags and stuff, they have the place where you put hats and loose articles. They're they're uh, coolers, you know, like uh, you know, you know, you take a cooler to a beach. They have these like igloo coolers set up, and that's where you put your stuff in as your loose articles and where you ride the ride. How awesome is that? Yeah, they they added those during the preview times because they were having trouble with coordinating. And so 
Those were. Oh, those are afterthought. It appears circumstantial evidence conveys that those were either afterthought or arrived late because those were not there for the initial previews. If they would have planned it out, they probably would have been the normal bins. Like, oh, let's put it the normal bins if that's the way they like it was designed. But bef- because it wasn't designed that way, maybe they're like, hey, we need something temporary or something to throw in. Like, hey, let's get coolers and just attach them to the walls and we can use that. I mean, it just, it's great theming. I mean, it's wonderful. It's a great idea. I mean, I, I was like, wow. I was impressed with the fact that, I mean, it's such a simple little thing, but I was like, well, that really goes a long way with theming this coaster. Unlike standing frontwards in, it's called a surf coaster. I'm not sure how surfing is. You're standing directly in front of it, you know what I mean? But, but yeah, so much fun. But yeah, I highly, highly, highly recommend coming out to Pipeline. Ian, you're going to have an absolute blast you do pipeline. I can't wait for you to ride that and icebreaker for the first time. And then you'll be able to uh, tell me which one you enjoy. Now of the two coasters. Hold, 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 yeah. hold, 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 hold on. Icebreaker can't run when Ian's in the park <laughs> against the rules. <laughs> <laughs> this is one of those things that I have been told by the theme park gods. <laughs> That's a valid point. Yes. There is no icebreaker when Ian's in the park. He's not missing out too much, but yeah. My credit count is. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I'm pushing 200, and I just I can't oh. get there. No, no, you cannot get there. But yeah, of the two coasters I rode back-to-back weekends that premiered at Bush Grounds Williamsburg and uh, SeaWorld Orlando, this one 100%. I'm glad this one's closer to where I reside because it is absolute blast. Now, on the flip side, Elena did it, and she uh, afterwards was a bit nauseous. So <laughs> I, I don't. Uh, I mean, she's not a big coaster person, so so take that with a grain of salt. I mean, I, I don't I don't know where you'd get nauseous off this. I mean, it's not an extreme coaster, but man, it's thrilling. It's fun. It, it is a really good time, and it's unique in the fact that you're standing up, and when you get those airtime hills, you come up like your your feet are not touching the uh, the base. <laughs> so much fun. My, my only thought my only thought on the motion sickness thing, and this is strictly someone sitting in his ivory tower or his desk yeah. getting the reports is a lot of people went on, I may be spoiling it for some people, there's a loop during Pipeline. Yes. A lot of people didn't, don't even know they did the loop because of the nature of the coaster, nature of the stand-up coaster, and so your body doesn't may be missing what's actually going on. Uh, okay, all right, that's fair enough, fair enough, yeah. But I'm literally just, you know, I make fun of people who do this, where they sit in their ivory tower and they write stuff and they don't live in the real world. <laughs> I'm just telling you what the reports say. I'm not, I have no factual data to work with besides that. Well, I will say, uh, John, when you come down in June and uh, we hit SeaWorld, you will have a blast. You, I think you will find this uh, a very good addition to SeaWorld. And uh, boy, if they bring an RMC next year, holy cow. Objective at SeaWorld is uh, if there's a place to plop a coaster in, it's going to be plopped in at SeaWorld. Yeah, their merch, uh, what was their, I looked at the merch, it'll be in the video I do, but it's something about coaster capital or something. Uh, it's something the, coaster. The, press, the press release is constantly referred to it as um, the coaster capital of Orlando or something oh, like okay. that. Yeah, something to that, capital. to that effect. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, they need to bring some coasters in. I mean... What do they have now? One, two, three, four, five, six. Thought they were technically Seven. up to eight. Remember when you're counting coasters, you count kitty coasters too. Oh, that's it. Okay, that's that's the eight. Yep. Okay. Yeah, but man, pipeline, it's a winner. That park, 100%. That is a good time. Uh, what else? Oh, 
Also, uh, free beer is back, as uh, John, your article has stated. We went to uh, – so we, were, we had a kill time. So we did uh, – I did Mako myself because she wasn't feeling well. So uh, back row Mako. I think I tweeted. <laughs> it was just me and, like, one other person in the entire queue for Mako. Like, there's no one else even waiting. So uh, that Ugh. was interesting. It was interesting. Uh, so I'm in the back row. I'm by myself. And, and there's a group of three ahead of me. So they went, they loaded, and they go. So it's just me. Then a lady comes up in the back row, and I have my GoPro in my left on my left wrist. And she goes, do you mind if I sit in the left, left-hand side? And I said, well, actually, with my GoPro over here, I'd prefer over there. So then she basically waited another whole train so she could sit in the left-hand seat. So that was interesting. Like, that must have been her preferred. Like, she wouldn't ride it other than if she could ride in the left <laughs> And normally I'd oblige. If I didn't have my GoPro on on my left hand, I would have been, oh, yeah, sure, sure. I, I'll take the right one. But because I wanted kind of an outside angle on it, I was like, well, I prefer the left one. But we did that, or I did that. And then uh, we did Infinity Falls. Got completely soaked, of course. Uh, when I do the video, I'll probably throw those two POVs at the very end after the closing. So uh, th- that was fun. Man, what a blast. Infinity Falls is so much fun. Oh, can't get enough of that. But. Yeah, I got my free beer. I did samples. Uh, there's seven ounces. You had Desecchi's and some other, I'm not sure what the other one. You had very small selection choice. And it says pass holders get two. However, when the gentleman ahead of me presented that to the bartender, she had no idea. But the website clearly states that you get one sample. Everybody gets one sample. Pass holders get two free samples. So, I'm not sure, you know, how that plays out. Uh, Elena ended up got, buying a, uh, a pina colada. So, you know, their, their strategy worked. They got us into a bar for three free samples, and we ended up paying $13 for a pina colada. So, so um, the samples that you got, what were they, like, Bud Light, stuff like no, that? No, it was the Seckies and some some other beer that I'm not sure what it was. Okay. Uh, I'm, I'm trying to remember. Report here. Yeah. Um, I, I, I asked for a... Uh, Modelo, and they said, oh, that's not part of the, the list. So, okay. yeah, you had two choices. I'm getting a lot of conflicting reports, but there are also a lot of confusion between what's at Bush Gardens and what's at SeaWorld. So. Yeah. In SeaWorld, I mean, Bush Gardens is two free samples regardless if you're a pass holder? No, only if you're a pass holder. Oh, okay. So it's the same. Okay. It's the I, same. I wonder if they know. Well, that was always – but that was always – reported that way so they they might i was gonna say sorry for those of you not knowing this is the kind of the off podcast conversation (laughs) the original press the original press release from bush gardens when they first put it out or sea world you mean no from from bush gardens was two free beers now sea world started this promotion way before bush gardens did yeah they said one then apparently there's been a more recent press release that i haven't seen but i've some of the sites that i write for got yeah it's now two two pass holders at SeaWorld and yes. one for everybody else. So I am more than happy to make fun of theme parks, Disney, Universal, SeaWorld, Cedar Fair, Six Flags for inconsistency on policies. Your <laughs> mileage may vary. Yeah, yeah. And I was curious to see if I could get all four at one time and uh, because we couldn't. I got the two because, you know, one for each of us. But I, I was wanted to see if I get four, but because the bartender had no clue that there was two going on, uh, I was right. like, all right, I'm out. Good enough. Two's fine. I mean, I, it was a fun morning. There, I mean, there's something to be said about being able to get up, drive to a park, get in, ride a fun ride, have a beer before noon. <laughs> Maybe that's not the best part, but, uh, you know, ride some rides before the crowds get too crazy and then get the heck out before it becomes 110 degrees, you know? 
Yeah, I, I think that this is where I, I make some smart out comment about you've become a local. Yeah, I have. 100% I have become a local, yes. We're walking <laughs> out of the park, and the guy uh, at the manning the exit of SeaWorld's like, you guys are leaving already? I was like, yeah, I wrote Pipeline, got my free beer, I'm out. And he goes, oh, well, all right, makes sense. <laughs> 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 but I imagine, yeah, it's going to be a busy day. You know, it's Memorial Day weekend. I'm sure all the parks, John, you know what the stats of the parks. I'm sure they've been packed all weekend. They have not. They have been busy. Oh, um, not crazy. But they have not been packed. Interesting. I'm a, I'm a little surprised by that also, but we know in the in the Florida market, so I'm including Tampa, they all expect attendance to be down at least until the fall, compared to what compared to a normal year. I can tell you, and I maybe I don't know if this is a good way to judge if the parks are busy. But the parking in front of my condo, <laughs> mm-hmm. I've been I've been able to find decent spots into the evening uh, this whole past week and including yesterday, which was Saturday, which is not normal during a busy season, like during spring break. Yeah. As soon as the sun goes down, I'm parking, you know, half mile away. Oh, and that's not that far, but you know what I mean. I'm not I parking say, anywhere near. I was going to say, I can confirm as someone who may have experienced your parking <laughs> lot during, yeah. during some quote unquote slower times of the year. It, if you arrived after a certain amount of time, like nine o'clock, yes. 10 o'clock at night, you're, you're walking a quarter mile to a third of a mile to get to the condo. Yes. Yeah. And that has not been the case uh, this week, including Friday and Saturday night. So I'm sure that, I mean, I'm sure that's some type of analogous of being able to judge how the parks are busy compared to if I can park in my, in front of my condo <laughs> at nine o'clock at night. <laughs> I'll discuss that with touring plans and we'll have the new Tom index. <laughs> Yes. We'll, we'll use that to determine crowds. Yeah, yeah. I'll count how many spots are available at 9 p.m., and that will <laughs> directly equate to how busy the parks are. <laughs> Someone please save us from this rambling. Okay. <laughs> so look out on vacationerspodcast.com. There's going to be a new uh, paid feature <laughs> of a full-time camera just posted in front. The, you, know, you see like the, the beach videos that you can just watch the video. I'll have that posted out front of my front of my parking lot, and you can see how busy it is. But man, good times, yeah. But yeah, no. Uh, SeaWorld, I, I can't say enough about uh, how wonderful uh, that coaster is. And again, it's not it's not you know Velocicoaster. It's not like oh my god, this is the most extreme thing. But it's different. It's fun. It doesn't hurt, which is a major plus. Like I, I felt zero pain riding that coaster, and I can't say that even for like an RMC. So. Uh, hallelujah, b I'm still a huge fanboy, so <laughs> good times. But, uh, yeah, I think – I don't think there's anything else. Oh, I guess we should talk about coaster counts since, Ian, you're about to go on a European adventure where you're going to probably go to two parks. Is that accurate? Yeah. Two parks and hitting 200. Well, let's hope you hit 200. Let's start with me, then we'll Not get to you. Not that's a problem. <laughs> uh, so this year, 2023, I have ridden Tron, Dark Coaster, and Pipeline. So that gets me to 210 coasters. Oh, 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 oh. I was just going to say, I'm not sure how many more I'm going to get this year, but I do have a trip planned for San Antonio in August. So that's SeaWorld uh, San Antonio. So that's at least another half dozen. We may, I may also go to Six Flags. Um, in San Antonio, which would be, that's over Texas, I believe. So that's some more. And I 100% am going to go to Six Flags over Georgia. 
So actually, I'm going to do a decent number of coasters if everything plays out. I mean, the San Antonio trip's already, the hotel's booked, the flight's booked, the rental car's done. So that's done. Like, that's 100% happening. Now, uh, <laughs> Georgia, I still have to I still have to play with. I did have, uh, I found a cheap flight, and I spoke to Adventures by D, because if I go up to Georgia, of course, I'm going to have them, you know, show me around. I mean, it's their home park, right? And the one weekend where I had the cheap flight, they were busy, actually. They were doing concerts or something, so that didn't pan out. But, uh, you know, I may just drive up. I mean, it's eight hours, which, I don't know. If I, if I drive up, then I can hit the, uh, what, what's that one on the border with uh, Air Force One? Fun spot. Fun spot. Fun, yeah, fun, yeah, yeah, fun, fun spot. spot. Then I could hit Six Flags. And then maybe, I mean, depending on how much time I have or the circumstances, I could head over to Dollywood because Dollywood's only a couple hours away from that, like three or four. So I don't know. We'll, we'll see. I, I don't know. Yeah, that one's still up in the air. But I definitely want to book something because I know me. If I don't book it, then it's, this doesn't happen, right? So I'm at 210, so uh, that's cool. Ian, with Dark Hoster added in for 2023. You are now sitting at 193. So you're seven away, my friend. Oh, man. From eclipsing uh, <laughs> 200. Now, I don't think SeaWorld... I mean, so you're going to... Not SeaWorld. Disney, right? You're going to Disney... Disney, three. Disney... Yeah, Disneyland Paris. I don't think you're going to get... You're, you're going to get a couple, but they're not going to have... They definitely don't have seven. But what is the other park you're going to? Do you know which Fantasia the other park? Fantasialand. So you know Fantasia that for Land. sure? Fantasialand? I'm like, I'm pretty sure it's Fantasia Land. If not, it's Europa Park. Well, yeah. Okay, that's where we were before. So you don't really know. But either way, uh, either park between that and uh, Disneyland, uh, yeah, you should be able to break 200. Then come down in the fall, you know, get uh, your SeaWorld credits, two of those. Yeah, you'll be in good shape. I can finally, you know, not be embarrassed by your coaster count. <laughs> Ow. I mean, it's only been how long? COVID it's really been at like 190 for like. Because COVID is really just because when COVID hit in 2020, we were going up to Canada, to Canada's Wonderland. Like that oh, hit 200 there. Yes, that would have been the plan to get you to 200, and then COVID hit, and then just for like two years, like instead of hitting 200, the, the, like within a couple months, it was like literally two years, and we didn't do anything. Like we couldn't go anywhere. Yeah, it was it was awful. But yeah, no, that's uh, that's gonna be fun. So definitely, when you go over to Europe, you're gonna have to keep track of your own coasters. You let me know. Actually, this is on the OneDrive that you uh, hijacked my email account, so you could go and go on this yourself. <laughs> you could find this and uh, update it as you go. But yeah, that'd be awesome. Definitely, I would like a full trip report when you come back. So you know, while you're over there, if you want to take a note or two in your notepad and your phone, so that way you remember some things. That would be glorious. And I know better than to ask you to take a GoPro and actually record anything. But if by some chance, some miracle that you decide to pull out your phone and do some recording or the GoPro or whatever, oh, man, that would be wonderful. Let me know. We can definitely do a video or something with it. That would be awesome. But, uh, yeah. Ian, do you have anything overall you'd like to discuss uh, other than what we have? No, I think we got everything. Excellent. John, what would you like to discuss? We should probably plug something for you because we haven't done that yet. Of course, there's Pastor John Soft on Twitter. We need to plug something. We, that's that's required. I, do we have like 20 minutes for me to talk about all the different sites I write one article a month for? Well, let's talk. Uh, let's go 10 minutes. <laughs> we'll go ahead. No, let's not. No, um, I'm in the middle of several big uh, dining projects, like one for Mickey Visit, um, on all the best um, table service, all the best restaurants at Disney Springs. Oh my lord! I've got Animal Kingdom, 
Hollywood Studios and Magic Kingdom uh, also, and then a final um, top restaurants at all of Walt Disney World. Did you ever release that one article? What was it? Like some stupid number of Disney World, like, I don't know, 50 top reasons to go to Disney or something. It was something ridiculous. Uh, the 50 top tips for going to Walt Disney World. I don't know if Mickey Visitor Disney Dose has published that. I'm not sure which site that was for. Oh, so it's written. Just it hasn't been published yet. And that was That's a long time ago. Oh, man. Yeah, I want to I wanna see that. 50. <laughs> that's ridiculous. <laughs> and then, of course, when this podcast comes out, um, I will be covering all the new food that's coming out in June in Orlando, which is, um, in case you're unaware, uh, Pride Month is June. So ah, every, yes. I, I, I have a lot of information already on what, you know what Disney is going to do. Universal has not announced what they're going to do, but I have all that information. Um, so I would recommend there's a couple of really, really excellent sounding food items at Universal, not to mention the Jurassic Park 30th anniversary tribute store with all the treats there and all the oh, food at Thunder yeah. Falls added to that. I meant to do that, but I didn't. I know. It's, I, I, I try not to make fun of you on your own podcast. Yeah, about that. I know. I know. Yeah, so of course, it, most, most of that stuff will be at piratesandprincesses.net. And then, of course, um, any of the stuff about the SeaWorld Parks, the Busch Garden Parks, you know, Matt lets me write for Attractions Magazine about that. All right, so cool. We'll go there. Uh, the, as far as the Disney um, Pride uh, menu items, are, are they recycling stuff or are, is there anything new? There's a little bit of recycling. I didn't break down the whole thing because my beat is Disney Springs. I gotcha. Um, and so I didn't break down the whole thing, but they posted all that. I, I'll have a uh, June 1st when this podcast comes out, I'll have a Disney Springs dining update article that'll come out on piratesandprincesses.net. Okay. Which of course will include whatever the Gideon's cookie is for that month too. Oh yeah, that'll be colorful. And the cake. Oh, right. they could do like a birthday cake, <laughs> something like that because it's colorful too. Yeah. Oh, that'd be glorious. All right, awesome. All right, yeah, I think, uh, and like you said, you're coming down uh, sometime in G- beginning of June, so I'm sure we'll do some the more The plan videos. is to come down here pretty soon, yeah. Yep, that will be glorious. Uh, Ian, I know you are 100% coming down for HHN, right? If not before. Yes. At least HHN. If nothing else, HHN, that will be awesome as well. So do you guys have anything you'd like to add before we end this one? Oh, I think I'm good. May just say, Ian, thank you so much. Uh, two parts for going to Bush Gardens with me last weekend. That was super fun. And for coming back on the podcast to discuss it. So I guess that's all I have to do to get you on the podcast is go somewhere with you and <laughs> guilt you into <laughs> uh, coming on to chat about it. But, uh, well, I think that'll be the end of this episode. So I'd like to thank my panel for joining me. And until we stream again, if you only have one choice to go to either Pipeline or the Dark Hoster let me say you should definitely go to Pipeline. It is a blast. It was a great time. Uh, B&M did it again. Thank you so much. And keep making memories. Right on. As always, eat like you mean it. Thanks for listening to the Vacationers Theme Parks and More podcast. The show can be found on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. Please subscribe and give us a review if you like the show. Visit our website at www.vacationerspodcast.com. For additional content, subscribe on YouTube and Twitter at Vacationers Podcast. Please like our Facebook page, Vacationers Theme Parks and More Podcast. Send questions, comments, or if you'd like to be on a future episode to discuss planning or reviewing of a vacation, please email the show at vacationerspodcast at gmail.com. This has been a Vacationers Theme Parks and More production. For Vacationers Theme Parks and More, I'm someone who knows Neil Patrick Harris. 
Peace out, suckers.